our affirmation card this week carries a quote from Dr. Michael Beckwith, who wrote, Your life began in the heart and mind of the infinite. Mentally relive the days when, as a child, you ran free, when there were infinite possibilities of what you could feel, accomplish, and see in the world. Allow for the energy of your remembered freedom to thunder through you, and you will free yourself from the false obstacles of your thoughts. The energy of your innate freedom thunders within your soul. That part of you that is present, that part of you that is the divine, it wants to express, to create without boundaries, to live without limits, and to prevail in all you choose to pursue, centered in a consciousness clear of earthly Science of Mind, Dr. Holmes wrote this. Real freedom means that humankind is created in the image of perfection and let alone and allowed to make the discovery for itself. Freedom of will means the ability to do, say, and think as one wishes to express life as one personally desires. In the scriptures, the master teacher Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. The understanding of spiritual principle is the emancipator of a journey, falsely perceived as being bound by the events and actors within the physical world. It is not the loving, formative energy of the divine which binds anyone. Rather, it is the individual's freedom to exercise their free will to choose, create, feel, and imagine which dictates circumstances and interactions experience in life. The universe being deducted only present could not deny anyone anything at any time. The very force which is unconsciously utilized by, by the individual to manifest an experience of bondage or limitation is the same force which may be consciously utilized to manifest a journey of freedom humankind, individually, and collectively, expands its awareness of its oneness with and as this omnipotent energy of presence. The empiricism of this constant mindfulness leads to an unbridled freedom to choose, create, feel, and imagine those elements and specialties which dictate the manifestation of this individual ask themselves, ask themselves of every choice to be made. Am I making this choice centered in and as what I know to be my omnipotent oneness with source? Am I making a choice from that awareness? Or am I making this choice based on a reaction to the temporary aberration of the physical world? The individual who asks that question is the individual who active, actively practices freedom of his or her omnipotence and simultaneously creates a journey free of any concept of limitation or restriction. It is a spiritual truth born out of the spiritual law of positive effects. Every individual is creating, crafting her or his journey as a result of their omnipotence.
is equally true. Not every individual practices divine discernment for that which they have had a very interesting scenario play out just a couple of weeks ago in our spiritual muscle boot camp over the last couple of weeks. It's centered around the end-of-year contribution emails that we send out for your taxes. Thank you all very much. And one of the classes, one of the individuals stated that since they began actively practicing the art of tithing from the awareness of the discernment, that they exist in oneness with source, therefore God is their only source, therefore they have always more than enough to share and to spare, the amount of their time has increased by 60% over the last couple of years. This is somebody that came into our center on retirement income. Translation, their income has increased 60% as well. Now wait, it, it, that's not the best part. When I shared this individual's story in another class, another individual chimed in and said, yeah, when I got my email, I was so grateful for being able to tithe the amount that I did last year, and I realized I am definitely tithing now 60 70% more than I did when I first started coming to the center. Translation, their income increased 60 70% as well. So something clicked within these two individuals, and many if not most of you as well, which allowed them the freedom to actively choose to create from a mindfulness of living and creating as limitless presence, rather than allowing the circumstances of the outer world dictate and limit the freedom of their individual Somewhere along the way, they ask themselves, am I making this choice to share and give my good centered in and as my omnipotent oneness with source, or am I making this choice based on a reaction to the temporary aberrations of the physical world? Now look, to be clear, we're not sharing this story to suggest that you tithe more. Although if that's your intention you get from the story, don't let me stop you. The increase in tithes is a documented measure. You can measure that increase. It is, it is an expansion in how these two individuals viewed their oneness with presence. The increase which came first was and only an increase in thought. Then an increase energy, and energy to empower and infuse the world. Then and only then was there an increase in faith. We shared this story with you to see one question. Just one question. How much more freedom, ease, and serenity, love, health, wealth, and success do you believe and feel you would experience when your journey emulates a consciousness centered in ever-expanding mindfulness of your commitment 20-30-70% or would such freedom and ease and serenity be so invaluable to you it would be measurable. It is through the practice of divine discernment. When we practice that we begin to live from the awareness of our own title of our lesson this morning. 
the omnipotence of oneness. So we have, of course, a very profound parable to share with you. And the profound parable is about this lady who, after a long illness, she transitioned. She arrives at the pearly gates of heaven. And there is St. Peter, who comes by, and the lady says to him, you know, this is just such a wonderful place. How do I get in? And St. Peter said, well, you have to smell a word. The lady said, okay, well, which word? And St. Peter replied, love. Well, of course, she spelled the word love very easily. It's St. Peter welcomed her to heaven. About six months later, St. Peter asked the lady to watch the gates of heaven for him. He had something to do. I don't know what. Maybe check the other place. Heaven, 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 heaven. But while this lady's watching the gates of heaven, her husband arrived. And she said, I'm surprised to see you. How have you been? And he said, well, you know, I've been doing pretty well since you left. I, I won the lottery. I married the beautiful young nurse who took care of you while you were gone. I gave away the little house that you and I lived in and bought this huge mansion. My wife and I traveled all over around the world. However, this morning, while on vacation in Bora Bora, I went water skiing, and I fell, and the ski hit my head, well, here I am. And he asked his wife, he said, you know, this is just such a wonderful place, how do I get in? And the wife smiled knowingly and told her husband, well, you only have to spell one word. And her husband said, great, what word? She said, chapel the box. And the little moral to our parable is this. The only way anyone or anything may ever limit or impede your freedom, your freedom, your will to choose, to create your version of heaven, is when you do not actively practice the freedom of your will to create. Recall the words of Michael Beckwith. They were, allow for the energy of your remembered freedom. Your remembered freedom, that means you came here with the freedom Allow that memory to undergrow you, and you will free yourself from the false obstacles of your life. This energy of freedom he refers to is the knowing, the mindfulness that you were always creating. Your thoughts, your imagination, your emotions, your actions, you are orchestrating a mighty symphony of energy to manifest a master. Doing that knowing and testing. You're doing so unknowing, kind of by default. Then there's the chance that you're creating a B side of a 45 that never gets left. Probably should not be recorded in the first place. Now, for those under 30, the B side is for a track that is crock. I had to look that up, and I got it right. Confucius said, wherever you go, go with all your heart. And what Confucius is saying to us, wherever you go, go with all your heart, with all your passion. But I would add to Confucius as well, wherever you go, go with all your omnipotence. Wherever you go, go with all your confidence. Wherever you go, go with all your awareness of what powerful spiritual being you are in the here and now. Because it is that awareness, that taking with us, what we know to be true, what we remember to be true, 
that allows for the journey to unfold from that expression of source. That expression of source that is but from here to be. It is an aberration to manifest something which does not expand one's good in some manner. These aberrations are as temporary as the individual allows them to be. And when we're talking aberrations, we're talking about something that is not in the norm. That's what aberration means. It's not the norm. So if we're having an experience that's manifest that's not quite, doesn't quite feel right, doesn't quite look right, then we have to say, well, this is how it's supposed to be. Something for me, something for my intent and cognizance is meant to come forward. Something for the power of God that I am, I'm off track. It doesn't mean I deserve this experience. It doesn't mean that I knowingly created it. It simply means I'm off track somewhere, and I need to realign myself. I need to realign myself with my knowing, with my ability, and practice divine discernment. Wayne Dyer said creativity means believing that This means walking into any venue and knowing that the greatness that you are is going to close that deal walking into any venue and knowing that the greatness that yours is going to find that perfect thing. This means walking into any venue and knowing the greatness that you are, the creativity that you are, can heal, transform any Just the power of your word. you operate from that awareness, the universe just follows your lead. It just follows your lead. So I have a question. Think of somebody that you admire. Somebody, when I say, Who, who's your favorite mover and shaper? Who comes to mind? Is it Oprah? Bill Gates? Or Buffett? Maybe it's a school teacher. Somebody that really impacted your journey. Maybe it's a relative. Who are the movers and shakers of this planet that you admire? That, that inspire you? Maybe somebody in your industry. So, of those individuals who's ever popped in your mind, how many of them do you believe get up in the morning and say, I can't do this? There are too many obstacles. There are too many people who oppose my efforts. Why bother to even try? It's just going to be the same old thing. Just for clarity. Don't say how. They know that they have greatness. They know that their creativity to manifest their journey is centered in their knowing of their greatness. Warren Von Braun, who was the father of the U.S. baseball program, flunked algebra as a teenager. Ted Turner, he loved Ted Turner, was expelled from college. Abraham Lincoln entered into the Black Hawk Wars of Captain and was promoted private. A magazine editor told Emily Dickinson she could not publish her points because they failed to run. And Martin Luther King Jr. was told by a teacher that he would never be able to speak with enough emotion to inspire people to take action.
movers and shakers of this journey, those who receive admiration for their practice, for their accomplishments, practice divine discernment. They see beyond the physical world of certainty and elevate their consciousness to a state of boundless possibility that is free from the aberrations of the external world. Some of the world's greatest feats were accomplished by people who were not informed enough, not smart enough, not experienced enough, and not supported enough to know their accomplished feats had already been deemed impossible to achieve. Why are you in that? You're not. You're not. The choice is, do you look at these aberrations of the physical world and say, okay, this has got me, or do you see beyond it and say, let me live my greatness. Let me practice my divine see where that takes me at. Sometimes we're not going to know where that divine discernment is going to take us. How's that? It means you got to trust the process. It means you got to look for sitting there and she's listening to the eulogy. It was a very good eulogy. People geared up in the right places. They laughed in the right places. But mother's sitting in her chair in front of the church, or pew at the front of this church. And she's got her legs crossed. She 
taking the hem of her dress and putting it to her shoe, going to up and down, up and down the whole time. Throughout the evening. Now at the time, I'm going, what is this about? So we get home, and I said, Mother, what do you think about the evening? Oh, said, oh, well, you know, I bought this special. And I just, I was just making sure they matched. And I said, okay. And about that time, my uncle said, here, Sylv, Sylvia, have another value. And I watched, and they always shared their medication. And I watched him give her another value. And I said, okay, how many values have you given mother today? And my uncle said, oh, maybe one an hour since she's been up and at that point hand to me and at that point we were able to determine she had had about seven volumes that day and I said Uncle Paul please don't give mother any more drugs and he said don't worry about it if anything happens there's time to get her stomach pumped and I'm going you cannot argue with that with that logic When I look back on that experience, what's allowing me to be conscious of consciousness is remembering revenue that always exists. Is the remembering that sometimes there are greatest experiences of pain. The universe is still coming home. It's still sad. someone to create an unconscious thought and my conscious mindfulness and to live with the discomforts and challenges that it is to initiate the discernment to become the master creator for their experience. Why? Because once they are faced with an awareness that they are thinking and creating down rather than thinking and creating up, they become responsible for change. Change is something many people avoid. What are you thinking right now about just the practice of divine, divine discernment? Just the awareness that you can take this suggestion of asking yourself, am I making a choice based on my omnipotence or something else? Will this choice allow my journey to emulate a consciousness centered in an ever-expanding mindfulness of my oneness? How would the energy of this choice transcend, expand into a sense of freedom, ease, and serenity? Will this choice expand my good 20, 50, or 100%? See, the answer to those questions are either an argument to either choose to live from a feeling of limitation or from a sense of liberation. The universe exists. They can't take a blessing in the curse of the universal law of cause and effect is that it only knows one word, yes. And the positive energy of the word yes is ignited by the 
choices we accept through the practice of our freedom to choose. So this is why we want to begin making choices conscious of our consciousness. Whether or not we can see the final outcome, this is why Dr. Martin Luther King said, take that first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. Just take the first step. In our class, our spiritual boot camp class, play shop, whatever we want to call it, it's been a joy to be a part of. Absolutely been a joy to be a part of. To witness and hear stories of the participants awakening and strengthening their connection to spirit. This has been a very interactive and play in the mud by playing the We've invoked the words of yoga. Do or do not. There is no try. Thanks to Dexter Ford, I now have a t-shirt. This type of submersive exploration and spiritual principle and practice allows for the growth of the student and the teacher. And in only five weeks, the final classes this week, in only five weeks, we've discussed and put into practice affirmations, prayer, meditation, visualizing and visioning, breaking and listening to the heart to allow that inner wisdom to come forward. It could become a Saturday workshop if individuals let me know. Just think. Anyhow, in the last class, one of the participants shared how they felt moving forward in spiritual growth. I think many people are going to relate Oftentimes, they said it felt like being on a trapeze. Being on a trapeze. Swinging in the air, holding on to one demonstration or experience, being forced to let go before they can grab hold of the next experience or demonstration, heading their way. Get that? I won't say. Ever, ever feel that way? Right? Working without a net. Working without a net. Not a net as in Funicello, but a net as in something that catches your fall. Those under 30, a net Funicello was the Lady Gaga of the 60s. Scandalous work. So here you are, hanging on. Here you are, you're hanging on to one experience. One demonstration. Nothing to catch your fall. Before you can move on to the next demonstration or experience of a swinging act, just between the Simultaneous Second, some will say it leads to feelings of fear, doubt, and worry. And we say to you, flying without the net, the gap between the previous bar and the incoming bar, 
that flying without the net is the feeling, the knowing, the empiricism of your omnipotent life. It is the practice of living your divinity. When individuals begin to practice divine discernment, asking themselves, am I making this choice centered in and as my omnipotent wonderful source, or am I making this choice based on a reaction to a temporary aberration of the physical world? The individual who asks those questions is the individual who practices the freedom is her simultaneously manifested by hanging on to what we have. So somewhere in here, we're either going to do one thing. We're either going to learn how to fly, or we're just going to hang there on the old experience, swing it back and forth. Now, I can't speak for you, but I personally will choose to let go. I personally will choose to say, okay, I know I came to this experience to fly, and that's what I'm going to do now. And we can make that choice of divine discernment to fly, from your dad, your mom's nose. There's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. But your spiritual gifts choose if you embrace and commit to that's what I did. You chose the spiritual gifts. And so you're at a point in your journey where you get to choose am I hanging on to theologies, old beliefs, old ideas, old experiences that are actually limiting my freedom to express and live as my abundance. Or am I ready to let go? Am I ready to fly without a net? However you answer that question, we're going to tell you what we know. We know you're ready to fly without a net. And break You're ready here at this moment of now to be that dynamic expression of source you come to be. And nothing's going to stop you in your conscience 
Right. If you would please say the offering affirmation with me, infinite mind. Infinite mind. In as and through me. In as and through me. Blesses and multiplies my offering. Blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work. Work and returns to me. And returns to me. Multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly.